Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello, hello and welcome to this week's edition of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom with me, Anne-Marie Miles. You're going to have to excuse me. I'm a bit bugged up. I have a cold in my dose. I'm a little bit snuffly today, so I hope you can bear with me. But it is lovely to have you back with me again this week. And if you saw on Instagram uh, yesterday, I was wishing you all a happy single tasking day. I'd never heard of that before. And to be honest, if I practiced single tasking too often, Sunday dinner would only happen about every three and a half weeks. So it's not something that I have really got a hold of in my life. But I wonder if maybe it's not a bad idea. Already somebody answered that Instagram post and said that they had been practicing single tasking for quite a while. And, you know, I wonder, have we got too good at multitasking? Are we too eager to do more than one thing at once? You know, it sounds like a great idea, doesn't it? It's celebrated. Multitasking is celebrated and quite often it's seen to be the most productive people and the most active people and the busiest people are those who are able to multitask. I think as years have passed, though, there's been more of a focus on our mental health, our well-being. You know, even the work-life balance was a phrase 20 years ago, 30 years ago, probably. I don't know how long it's been around, but I don't really think that there was that concentration on the well-being of staff and the mental health of staff the way there is now. The whole concentration on mindfulness. And over time, it turns out that multitasking actually takes more out of us than if we had done all of those tasks individually. Research is starting to show that we are less and not more productive when we multitask. Now, I'm not going to cite a load of articles. You can go online and have a look at it. This is not peer reviewed research that I'm doing here. This is just anecdotal stuff. Me reading some articles on the web. But you can see how the language is changing and how it's moved from the work life balance to individual mindfulness and looking after the mental health of staff and management and company owners, etc. But from what I've been reading, like articles I've read on LinkedIn and just stuff that I've read on Google, that multitasking, when it's actually examined closely, is not as productive as it was thought to be. But single tasking is not just about drowning out noise and and just doing one job in obscurity from the rest of your life. The idea of single tasking is to take a job that needs doing, break it down into its kind of individual tasks, as it were, and completing each part to the very, very end of the process with our undivided attention. So it's not just, okay, I'm going to turn off the radio, I'm going to put my phone in a drawer and I'm going to do this thing. 
it's not, it's more than that. It's taking the thing that needs to be done, breaking it down and making sure that every single element of that job that needs to be done is done to completion and in isolation from any other idea. It sounds like a lot of work to me. <laughs> I just feel it would take me a long time to process that. Uh, I'm not very good at silence. I'm not very good at, at being incomplete isolation and surrounding myself with one task with no other you know I like to have music in the background sometimes I like to have tv in the background depending on what I'm doing I'm not very good with silence and that kind of isolation but the concept is very positive the concept is that even one part of our lives we take one part of our lives and we just do that job without trying to be balancing a number of other things at the same time. I mean, we're so used to it, aren't we? You know, stirring the chili while sending a text message. And please don't get that one mixed up. Bouncing the baby on one knee and then the laptop on the other. Again, make sure that you put the right one in the laptop bag. But, you know, quite often I will dictate emails to the voice recognition on my phone while I'm ironing. And I would imagine that EE the phone company are still wondering why in the middle of one of my complaint emails, I asked them if the funeral they were going to was that week and did they need their white shirt? <laughs> That's actually in the email that I, <laughs> that I sent right in the middle because I was ironing. Do, and then I went, Rich, is that funeral this week? Do you need the white shirt this week? Oh my goodness. And it's actually in the email. Um, I did. Yes, I did edit it. I know you're saying, did you know? Yeah, I did. I just missed that sentence. Um, but if you go to the National Today website, it gives you all the national days of the international days of whatever. And looking at the information about single tasking day, I read that four very famous people who were known to be single taskers. So they said Benjamin Franklin, Beethoven, Barack Obama, and at this stage, when I was reading the list, I was thinking, Dagnabbit, mother, why didn't you call me Bathsheba? You know, is it only people whose name begin with B? And then Maya Angelou is also on the list, thankfully. So she's there as well. But apart from that, how did they know? I mean, whatever about Barack Obama, I'm sure somebody could have asked him the question about his single tasking life. I'm just not 100% sure how they know Benjamin Franklin and Beethoven were single taskers but there was no information about how to find that so if you know maybe you've read Beethoven's life story or you know uh, the history of Benjamin Franklin I wonder what is it that made them think you know that they were single taskers but while I was reading upon this and th this is now this is a classic example I'm re I'm on the National Today website and I'm only there to look at single tasking day and next of all I realize that as well as being single tasking day, this week is real bread week. So I went down the rabbit hole of, oh, my goodness, I love real bread. And I was reading the article. And uh, if, in fact, if you haven't listened to episode 10 of this podcast, it's all about bread. That is the theme of episode 10 of the podcast. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, I love proper homemade bread with good quality flour. And I, I, got, I got sucked down a rabbit hole. I was like, oh, yeah, where was I? Yeah, single tasking. Yeah, not getting distracted. That's it. Hang on. Don't get off the topic. Where was I? <coughs> but I I did want to kind of pull these thoughts in and, and kind of plug them into the, the theme of this podcast. And 
my journey of weight and mental health and stuff like that. So I did, you know, I was thinking about it and I thought, well, when it comes to eating, it is said that we shouldn't eat and watch TV at the same time. Now, you have probably have heard that. That's quite a common thing. And so I went and I read a few articles. And again, this is not a peer reviewed podcast. So I just I just Googled a few articles from weight loss companies and uh, the low carb website, in different places. And there were uh, articles that were saying that it lowers the appreciation of what we're eating. You know, we spend all this time preparing food. And the whole idea of my eating life is that I'm supposed to be spending time preparing good food with good ingredients. So you spend all that time preparing the food and then you watch the TV while you're eating it. They say after doing all that work, you lower the appreciation of what you're eating by watching TV. There was one article that said it encourages you to eat more. And I'm thinking, well, only if there's like the contents of my cupboard in front of me. But that's what <laughs> that's what I thought, thought they meant. But what they were saying was that you don't realise that you're full. It stops us from knowing when we're full and we just kind of get mechanical hand syndrome and keep shoveling the food into our mouth. And we don't realise we're full because we're not concentrating. Another article I read said that it actually lowers our metabolism. Now, I don't understand that and I'd have to kind of do a little bit of delving into the science of that. But it actually says because we're not concentrating on what what we're eating, our metabolism kind of slows down. I'm not really sure how that works. But it was interesting to see that certainly still the wisdom is that we shouldn't watch TV while we're eating. And there are a number of reasons. To be perfectly honest, we always eat in front of the TV. Always eat our dinner. Now, lunchtime, we don't. Lunchtime, we would usually just have music or the radio on. But we would always eat our evening meal in front of the TV. In fact, in our house, Pointless and Richard Osmond's House of Games is actually a food group. It is something we consume as we are consuming (laughs) And in fact, we talk more, we communicate with each other more when we're watching something, when we're eating. When we have our lunch together, we tend to be quieter because the radio's on and we're just sitting and we're being quiet. But we communicate with each other more when we're watching the kind of evening TV. We're chatting and we say, oh yeah, what's the answer to that? And sometimes we might pause it and have a quick conversation about something and then let it go. So if we don't have anything on the telly while we're eating... We tend to eat in silence, even if we're together. I know it sounds a bit weird, but that's just that's just the way it is for us. Uh, maybe lunchtime is just a more contemplative time of the day for us. I'm not really sure why it works like that. But, you know, getting back to the specifics of single tasking. For me, that concept actually wasn't helpful. Now, I didn't even know it was a concept at the time, but years ago, it, it wasn't helpful. I used to think that I could only concentrate on my eating if there was nothing else going on in my world. I was okay on my diet or on my healthy eating plan or whatever it was, as long as there was no trauma, distraction, interruption or anything that stopped me from going to the weight loss meeting, getting on the scales or whatever. If anything happened to stop me, to knock me off course or whatever, I gave myself permission to miss the meeting or just throw the towel in completely. And I used to say, I you know, I remember saying in conversation I can't think about that right now I I can't concentrate on the diet now because this that and the other but I mean life is never going to be calm for long and it certainly wasn't for me if you've been listening to this podcast and you can go back to earlier episodes you know I was ill I couldn't have children and there were losses and we all have those stories I'm not for one minute saying I've had it worse than anybody else 
But I often used to say, well, I can't, I can't do that now I, I because this is happening and because, oh, in six months time, I'll be having surgery. So I, there's no way I can be on a diet now when actually it would have been the best thing <laughs> to prepare myself for that surgery by actually losing a little bit of weight. But there are constant ups and downs and difficulties, stressful situations, and it never took much for me to get knocked off the dieting perch. I needed to find a way to keep going regardless of what was going on. So I actually, when it comes to kind of the wider, broader view of this single task and concept, for me, it wouldn't work. I had to stop saying that because I had, of course, you know, I had kind of talked myself into a corner, hadn't I? As long as everything's OK, as long as life is rosy, as long as this is the only thing I have to concentrate on, then it'll be fine and I can do it. And that's just unrealistic, isn't it? You know, it's because, like I said, life is not like that. So I had to find a way of moving forward accepting whatever challenges of life come, the changes, but still being able to say, no, OK, maybe I'm not strictly speaking on a diet this week or next week because there are other things to think about other than how many carbs are in the dinner. But it is not an excuse to say, all right, that's the end of that. I have other things to concentrate on. Whatever comes up, however difficult, stressful, busy, distracting, even if it's good distracting, you know, a wedding or a big family occasion, it is not an excuse for me to throw on the towel and say, I'll wait till all this is over. For instance, let me give you an example. I have a significant birthday coming up. Yes, next month I will be reaching a zero. I can't believe I'm going to be 20. <coughs> um, no, not, not, not quite so. We have a trip to America that had been cancelled because of COVID. I'm going home to Ireland for my birthday. I'm going home this week for a few days to spend some time with my sisters. And I could say... Oh, well, you know, I've got my birthday and da 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 and, sh- oh, and then it's going to be Easter and and all of a sudden it's the end of April. It's only the end of February <laughs> and I've talked myself into the end of April. I'm not saying that, that I'm going to be eating lettuce for the next six weeks, but I have to find a way of saying I can still be in that kind of mind frame of there are days where I'm just going to take it easy and there are days where I'm going to concentrate. And in that sense, you almost have to be able to multitask on that bigger perspective. You've got to be able to keep it in mind and keep it on the priority list, even if it isn't top anymore. I've got to find a way of not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, to use a well-worn phrase. But I still, having read those articles about single tasking, I still wonder if maybe there are certain areas of life where it is a good idea in a more specific area of life. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm not really good at silence. I'm not terribly good at doing things in isolation. But the idea of taking one thing and finishing it, doing it to absolute completion. I like the idea of that. Just concentrating on one thing means it's done better. That's what the research that I've read is showing me. Looking at different sources, the general tone of what I read And I am repeating myself now. This is not a peer reviewed podcast. I haven't researched this to the nth degree, but the tone of what I'm reading anecdotally, I could say that the whole idea of multitasking is showing itself to be less productive. I saw this discussion actually in a writing group recently 
where one guy said that uh, the advice he'd been given was to be prolific, to just write everything and anything and keep writing and have lots of projects on the go, whatever mood you're in, whatever project you want to write for. And another writer came back and said, I disagree. I feel you have to completely concentrate on one book and start that book and put your whole heart and soul into that book and get to the end. So even within writing, you could see that there was this kind of debate going on. When I look back to the start of my journey of losing weight, seriously losing weight, like properly from 2017, what helped me was the idea of just change one thing. And I think this is where single tasking comes into its own. So not only about weight, about any mental health issue, about any personal issue, whatever it is that you're facing that's difficult, something in your life that you feel, yes, it needs to change. Can you change one thing? This was the question that I asked myself. Can you change one thing? You don't have to do everything. It doesn't have to all happen today. But can you change one thing? And the one thing I did was I gave up sugar and coffee. And I have to tell you, I haven't enjoyed a cup of coffee since (laughs) I haven't got used to it. I always have to have one of my low carb bickies with it. I wouldn't I wouldn't bother having a coffee if there wasn't something to have with it. But it was a start. It was the first thing I did. And I think that, again, this is where single tasking could actually be helpful. If there is a huge obstacle in your life, if there is a huge problem on your radar and you think it is insurmountable, could you do one thing? And the second thing I did was, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, I went for a walk. I was not a fan of walking. I was not a fan of moving off the sofa, but I would go for a walk and I would set my alarm on my watch and I would walk for 10 minutes. And when the alarm went, I would turn around and walk home. Just that little thing. I just took that thing and did it. And that's where I see the value of the single task, taking this big thing that needs to be done and breaking it down into manageable pieces I can't do it all, but I could do that bit. I could take that bit and I could address that bit. That's what got me on the road to where I am now. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. No elephants were harmed in the making of this podcast episode. And so to finish off for today, Frankie, are you there? What is that about? (laughs) Yes, indeed. What is that about? Well, I'm having a serious issue with hangers at the moment. I don't know about you, but hangers are particularly annoying me at the moment. I do have a hanger bag, if you don't mind. It is a triangular canvas bag that you can lie your unused hangers flat into the canvas. Very posh. Excuse me. I bought it in Scots of Stowe in the actual shop in Stowe in the Cotswolds. I wonder if some of the hangers in this house are getting old because what's happening is the swan head of the hanger completely twirled. They do a 360. So when I iron, when I iron, talking about ironing earlier on, wasn't I? Yeah, there's there's so much ironing going on in this house. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, So when I iron a shirt and then I go to hang it in the wardrobe, the swan head of the hanger is mobile and it hits off the thing and it turns around. So I go junk, you know, to sit it on the bar in the wardrobe. But the swan head is turned around so it doesn't sit on the bar and it falls down onto the floor. In general, I just find hangers so annoying because my <laughs> my posh hanger bag, it was brilliant. Now, when I'm putting them in the bag, they're turning. So then I put another one on top and another one on top. And then I go to pick a hanger out of the bag. Six hangers come out at once. And then I'm trying to unhook the swan head. and then So, yes, 
That's it. My bugbear this week is hangers. Thank you so much for letting me offload the stresses of my life to you. Really great to have you with me this week. It would be wonderful if maybe you would leave a review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, I've only one review. I've got a few ratings, but only one person has actually typed in a review and it would be great to have another one. That would be super duper. Thank you. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be five star, even if you think it's only a three star podcast. I, a, a, an honest review and three stars is more valuable than a, oh gosh, I better give her five stars or she, you know, she might cry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much for those who've bought me coffee. You can go to annemariemiles.co.uk and sign up on the mailing list. And that means I'll drop you an email when a new episode of the podcast is going live. And you get a free recipe if you want to do that. So annemariemiles.co.uk. And I'm Ammo Writing on social media if you'd like to connect. Thank you so much for listening this week. And I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye bye.